My first question, um, Pete, is what drew you to Costum's campaign? Well, the biggest thing is his message of compassion. So in addition to having what I think are the right policies that are going to serve a Virginia constituents well and, and serve the country well, he's somebody who clearly is about reaching out, connecting to others. And that's something that's been so missing, not just in the White House, but I think in, in so many parts of Washington. And so uh, I saw this beautiful combination of style and substance that I think makes his campaign really compelling. Um, would you say, though, because... He is, he's such a compassionate man. There was a story about him um, paying medical bills of someone who disagreed with him and said mean things about him. Is that what's needed today in politics? I think so. I mean, we got to find one another's humanity in every way that we can. And, you know, in order to get through the, the uh, situation around us, the, the moral crisis of racial injustice, the health crisis that, that we're facing as a country, the economic crises around us, it's going to take more than just good policies. Yes, good policies, but also that, that understanding that we all have an obligation to reach out to others, to help others, to support others. You can feel that people are craving that. And I think it would be a welcome uh, thing to introduce in a greater measure to the U.S. Congress right now. Well, I would say you ran as a middle-of-the-lane pragmatist Democrat, um, and some Republicans actually were drawn um, to your campaign. Some Republicans that I know, they're like, the dude's well-spoken, let, let me pay attention to him. What do you think Kasim could do to bring over those kind of, I would call them Lincoln Project Republicans? Well, I think uh, uh, part of it is his approach that's about building bridges. Uh, I've also noticed he has a really strong attention to the well-being of military service members and their families. And at a moment right now where, you know, this is just not John McCain's Republican Party anymore. Uh, You see the way the president's talked about troops. You see uh, many of the ways that that, uh, military families have been left behind. I think that creates a good opportunity to present a different vision. And, uh, uh, you know, Kasim's brother is a U.S. Marine. I think he understands uh, what's at stake there. And it's one of many ways that I think uh, there is a chance to, to build bridges to people who maybe just out of habit or uh, community or, or, or family tradition have, have almost always voted Republican, but are thinking in a different way with a little more of an independent uh, uh, mindset at a time like this. Do you see Virginia as being almost a, a testing ground for this new vision that's being led by you and maybe some other younger Democrats where it's Um, you guys are really picking up the mantle, trying to unite and kind of lead, I guess, the way back to civility. And that's actually a rich tradition in Virginia. So is that why you kind of zoned in on Virginia with this race? Yeah, there's no question that, uh, you know, the Commonwealth has, I think, uh, really embodied these changes that are happening in our politics where, you know, just because your family or, or, or your state voted a certain way for a certain number of years doesn't mean that uh, uh, things have to be the same in the future as they were in the past. And we've seen Virginia really stun the country with some of the remarkable gains that have been made by uh, Democratic candidates reaching out to independents and some Republican voters. And I think that's part of why Costum's campaign is going to be so effective. Well, uh, you know, I'm a teacher, so um one of the main things is uh, that I know Kasim is focusing on is broadband access. You come from um, a fairly rural state in Indiana. Um, why is broadband such an important issue going forward for um, not only Kasim but for you and other Democrats? Well, it's a really basic part of our infrastructure. But usually when we say infrastructure, people think roads and bridges, and that's important. We don't think about the digital side as much. So that's probably my next interview. Oh, you're fine. That. Um, I won't keep you too much longer. <laughs> uh, you know, look at the moment that we're in. 
uh, where especially for rural Americans, in order to complete a school assignment, in order to uh, work for many people, and also with telemedicine more and more important, uh, often even healthcare delivery depends on that broadband access. And if you're left out of that, uh, you're, you're really being left behind in our economy and our society, and it's why we've got to do better. By the way, it's completely possible uh, with the right commitment and political will for us to solve this problem with federal resources. We just got to be ready to step up and do it. And and I think that that is taking back, uh, I would say, the Democrats um, and both, I mean, quite frankly, the Democrats and Republicans throughout history have led on infrastructure from Eisenhower to FDR. And right now, I think that is an area where I remember the president promised he would propose an infrastructure bill. Um, and it, it, I guess it never came to realization. So, you know, I definitely think uh, there is an opportunity for you and, and Qasem, um, especially in this race in Virginia. Um, and, and Pete, uh, I know you're pressed for time, but thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm a writer and podcast host on Bearing Drift. Look it up, bearingdrift.com. I'd be more than happy to welcome you back on. Well, thank you. I'm glad we were able to speak today and look forward to next time. It truly is an honor. Thanks, Pete.